the it's not so much the amount of coffee that you drink that has an effect on your teeth, but it's how frequently you're sipping on coffee because coffee is very acidic and it dries out your mouth, right? So you could have one cup of coffee a day, but if you're constantly sipping on it throughout the day, you keep drying out your mouth, that acidity kind of roughens the surface of your teeth and you accumulate more staining, right? So people that want to whiten their teeth, this is a very great tip. So try to drink coffee through a straw or rinse your mouth after sipping coffee so that way with water, so that way it's not acidic and that acidity can't ruin the enamel. Welcome to Fit as a Fiddle. My name is Dr. Sneha Ghazi, and I'm a physical therapist and business owner in New York City. Each episode, we bring you phenomenal guests in the health and wellness industry who share inspiring tips and tangible advice. This podcast is for a community of people who want to keep their mind, body, and spirit healthy and thriving. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, review, and enjoy the show. Welcome to today's show. We have Dr. Sean Barami, a doctor of dental surgery. Dr. Barami is a dentist in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and he's here today to talk to us about jaw pain, dental health, general tips on oral hygiene, and more. Dr. Barami, thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about what brought you into this field. Sure, sure. Yeah. So um, I originally wanted to be a stand-up comedian in high school school but then i realized i'm not that funny and um, i realized the best way to kind of have a captured audience is by having people scared of me when i'm working their mouth so if i say they have to laugh right so that's when i decided i wanted to do dentistry Um, and i went to university of maryland school of dentistry i graduated uh 2018 and I also completed one year of uh, advanced general dentistry at Maryland. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Um, okay. So you are currently working in a private practice clinical setting, right? What does that look like? Right. So actually, one the way I got into dentistry was I started working with my uncle, who's a dentist in Chevy Chase, Maryland. And... Um, you know, I was very intrigued about dentistry, how the um, it combines the business aspect with a lot of science and artistry and architecture and engineering. There's a lot of stuff in it. And so it kind of captured me and that's how I got into it. And then when I graduated, I came back and started working with him. So, so far after one year of working with him, um, we're both alive. We haven't killed each other, but it's been great working with family. That's awesome. It's really good to hear. Um, and we are really excited to have you share with us some information today about the jaw. Um, oh. I know that people commonly refer to it as TMJ, which for everyone listening stands for temporomandibular joint. Um, but it's really the clump of disorders is the temporomandibular disorders, which is really TMDs. So that's just a little tidbit for people listening um, on the the verbiage, but we really just want to hear about it. We don't like, we don't care about that. We want to hear some tangible information about what it is, why it happens, and what you can do about it when there's all this 
issue with chewing and talking and locking yeah. and popping and yeah. all this nasty stuff. Right. So the TMJ is probably one of the most used joints in our bodies. I mean, you know, from day to day, talking, eating, everything that we do, it involves that joint moving and, and working and functioning properly. So the TMD basically uh, talks about a group of disorders that involve the jaw. Now, this could be um, a few things from structural uh, issues to trauma to damage to the joint or degenerative diseases like arthritis. Um, so it, it covers uh, an array of, of disorders and problems. Um, what's interesting is that uh, according to the National Institute of uh, Dental and Cranial Facial Research, uh, it's more common in women than men. Um, and it affects about 10 million Americans um, that we, that's known basically. Now there could be more people that we don't know about. Um, usually when people come to our clinic or, um, these are, we, we screen them based on their, uh, symptoms. And these are symptoms that people can actually look for at home and they can kind of identify if they have those issues. So typically people experience pain that could be in the face and neck area, um, stiffness of the muscles of the jaw limited movement, uh, locking or clicking or popping sounds in, the, in the, that area. Um, and it could even cause the jaw from um, shifting when, when they bite down. So people come to the um, office usually complaining about pain in that area, discomfort in that area. And we proceed by eliminating all the things that could cause similar symptoms. So toothache or ear or sinus issues that will cause facial pain. And uh, once we eliminate that, then we go ahead and do other things to diagnose um, the TMD problems. Um, but uh, even for diagnosis, there's not a standard test that we do, um, but um, we do x-rays to examine the structural integrity. Uh, we do MRI to see how the uh, disc um, works you know, in the joint. Um, and then based on that, we can talk about treatment or what we can do for the patients. Awesome. Wow, that's a lot. So just so listeners know, I treat TMJ issues and I often get referrals from people like Dr. Barami here who get people into their clinic being like, my tooth hurts. And then you figure out that it's not a toothache. Your teeth are fine. Your jaw is screwed up. And then you figure out what it is and send them over to me. Yeah, I mean, a that's, great partnership. One of the challenges of, of TMD is the fact that it could be so many different things, so many causes. Um, and it, it is one of the um, rather mysteries of dentistry because we are learning so much more about what it causes it, how we can treat it. And as time is going by, we're really learning a lot of different, and it's kind of reversing what we thought it was to what we think it is now. In the old days, it was mostly about give them night guard, let's do that. And now we're seeing that there's a lot more to it than that. Um, and, and physical therapists and chiropractors have been a great addition to alleviate the symptoms and, and relax some facial muscles to help patients kind of recover. Yeah. So the other way that I 
get patients is they'll come, we have direct access in the state of New York. So patients will come straight to me to get help for their jaw pain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll find that they're, you know, they'll complain or their partners will complain that they hear them grinding a lot. So I'll refer them to an orthodontist or dentist to get a mouth guard. And now people always get confused between the mouth plates and the mouth guards, why they're used and what they are like all this appliance work. Could you kind of unpack what these appliances are and how you use them in your practice to help people? Yeah. So, you know, when, with the grinding and clenching, what we find out that the most important part of treatment uh, for these patients is making sure that their teeth are in proper alignment, right? Um, Malocclusion, basically any deviation from what is the proper way for your teeth to come together has a significant role in grinding and clenching. Uh, research shows that people that have interferences in their bite or bite that is not balanced um, properly between all the teeth, they tend to grind their teeth more to get rid of the interferences in their bite. So what we do is we do orthodontic treatment on these individuals to put everything in proper place and make sure they don't have those interferences. Now, one of the challenges we're facing is to kind of uh, reverse people's mentality that braces or Invisalign are for just aesthetic purposes. You know, they're, they're more, there's more to it than just aesthetics. We want to make sure people's bites are balanced the teeth come together properly, and and then we assess. We find out in a lot of patients that once we treat the malocclusion or the, the issues with the bite, their grinding and clenching improves significantly. They get less headaches. That takes away the tension in the joints and less pressure on the joints, and um, it has significant improvement. Now, there are some people that don't want to do or address the bite issue. Um, the mouth guard uh, is more of, or the night guard basically, is more of a Band-Aid. It doesn't really treat the cause of grinding. What it does is protects your teeth so that when you're grinding and clenching, you don't damage your teeth. Um, but, you know, we, you can also try these. I mean, we always recommend um, people to, because we can make them custom night guards at, at our office, but what we recommend is you can always go to Target or, or CVS Pharmacy and try one of the cheap ones and try to see if they actually help you with grinding and clenching. And if they do, then you can go to a dentist and get a customized one, which will work a lot better. Um, but if they don't, then you can see that that's not really going to help your case. Hmm. I just learned two things here. I didn't know that people grind their teeth to get rid of the interference subconsciously. Mm -hmm. That's a really cool concept. Yeah. I always blame it on stress for people. <laughs> like, you are stressed out. You need to stop being stressed out. Let's do some meditation. Take some deep breaths. Yeah. Tongue on the roof of the mouth. Teeth open. Mouth closed. <laughs> that's the mantra no i mean that's that's huge you're absolutely right about that with with the the way life is nowadays and we always try to talk to our patients and get a sense for how much stress they're dealing with on daily basis or what's going on in their lives because as you said that has an effect in 
uh, the stress that we feel, I mean, you know it, you, you increases the tension in your neck and your facial muscles, and that tension uh, induces you to grind more and clench more. So listen, I've, I started doing yoga myself, and I started to practice breathing and all those things, and it works. Yeah. And it absolutely works. Heck yeah, it works. I love it. I think it's like one of the best things ever that we have access to meditation apps now and it's more becoming mainstream to relax because it's a plays a big part in our grinding and clenching. Um, and then now what about with food? How does that affect your job? So once, um, if you, if you are experiencing those symptoms that I just talked about, you know, the clicking, the popping, the locking, the pain, most of the time, uh, there are people that hear noise, uh, in their jaw, and if it's not causing you pain, then we monitor. But if you're having pain, what we recommend is for you to eat soft diet, like food that's not really hard or crunchy. So, um, if your jaw if your jaw hurting or you have joint issue, don't go ordering a, a, a steak and 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 a ribeye and go start eating that because that is very demanding on your joint and that's going to uh, put a lot of stress on it. Um, so reduce the jaw movement as much as possible. Um, actually, one of the things that we recommend people doing in terms of preventing cavities is chewing gum. Um, that's <gasps> what did you say? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> now this, I want the audience to know that this could be a good or bad thing. So wait, wait to hear the rest of it. So tell me more. Gum, tell me more. Gum could be great if, um, if to prevent cavities. So a lot of people that have get a lot of cavities, we recommend them to chew gum right after eating a meal because that kind of uh, induces your salivary glands to make more saliva, and that saliva washes off the acidity that's caused from the food. And that helps to prevent cavities. Now, gum that's alcohol, that has sugar alcohol or has no sugar, not the ones that have sugar because that would defeat the purpose. However, if you have jaw problems, chewing gum could be a terrible thing because that trains your muscles to become more tense and you will increase the stress on your joint. And that is just going to be a bad thing. This is awesome information about the TMJ. I think that people really got the gist of it. Tell us anything mm. else that you want to convey about this from your perspective, especially as a, you know, doctor of dental surgery who has, you know, access to doing things. Like I don't have access to a lot of the things that you have. Like I can't run an MRI. I can't look at people's teeth on, you know, some cool holographic 3D image on the computer. I see you doing these things on Instagram. Right. <laughs> Um, but I just use my hands. I feel for tense muscles. I can mobilize the jaw. I do work with patients with their pain management, increased mobilization, decreased pain. Um, but what, tell us a little bit more, anything else for patients to know from your perspective, what you can do to help them if they wanted to come and seek your advice. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, um, TMD is one of those things that I would highly recommend people not to ignore it. Mm. Um, if you're having symptoms that are episodic, they come and go. Um, don't ignore it because there, it could be causing damage. You could have structural issues that will go unnoticed. And then when it causes pain, it might be too late. So always try to um, you know, seek help and, and make sure you get it, get it 
examined by a professional to make sure there's nothing going on. And a lot of times we, with the TNB, um, we monitor it if there is, it's not causing pain or it's not stopping you from functioning normal, right? Um, we, you know, most of the time we, we, if you, even if you're experiencing pain, what we do is we put you, for example, an ibuprofen, Advil for two weeks and to see if that's going to kind of, because ibuprofen is anti-inflammatory, to see if by removing or reducing the inflammation in your joint, that's going to improve your symptoms. And sometimes we even get like facial uh, muscle relaxants. Uh, or like Valium or even steroids uh, to kind of reduce the um, inflammation. Um, and one of the things that is our last resort if you don't stop grinding with all these things. So the way we approach it is let's fix the bite. Let's make sure that's okay. Um, and then make the, the patient a night guard. Um, let's get them to a physical therapist, to a chiropractor, uh, to a chiropractor to see if they can help alleviate the tension, the muscles. And if all of that fails, then we go to Botox, right? Botox injections in the masseter muscles, like the muscle that's right on, um, on your jaw, that is also effective in removing the tension from the muscles. So that way, um, it kind of stops you from grinding and clenching. That when people, um, it's one of those things that whenever I talk about Botox, especially with guys, I get a lot of weird looks. Like I'm not doing Botox in my face. Um, it's not the same kind of Botox as you do on your forehead or you know your 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 wrinkles. But it's it does help significantly. We've had patients that we after Botox injection. Um, you know, you, you kind of have to do it every three or four months to kind of make sure that it's effective, but it paralyzes the muscle and it kind of stops it from contracting. So the muscle gets a little bit weaker. So that way it, it gives your, you know, um, your joint some time to recover and, and, and get better and improve. Um, but, um, besides that, I think, um, you know, really look into orthodontic treatment to see um, if, if there are any issues with the bite and make sure that, you know, you get evaluated. A lot of general dentists, that's one of the issues we're experiencing, is they don't really address the bite as much as they should because um, if you're not concerned with it aesthetically or if it's not causing issues, then it's fine. But over, over time, we find out that it causes to bigger problems with the joints. So, Make sure get evaluated by an orthodontist. Uh, make sure that you do sleep studies. Um, if you have issues with your airway when you're laying down when you're sleeping, that could also cause grinding and clenching and issues with the with the joints. So um, seek help, basically. Awesome. Thank you so much. Do you have any general pro dental tips for us? Since we have you on air, please tell us. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, pro tips that I could talk about. Um, Give us like your top three things that you would tell people like rapid fire. It can't be brush your teeth and floss. Uh -huh. Other than that, give us like your top three. Okay. One of the things I like to talk about with a lot of patients that I, I think they don't really know is coffee, right? Uh, this is irrelevant. This stuff is going to be irrelevant to the TMD, but um, the, so drinking coffee a lot of people, we all need it to keep going in life, which is understandable. Um, but 
the it's not so much the amount of coffee that you drink that has an effect on your teeth, but it's how frequently you're sipping on coffee because coffee is very acidic and it dries out your mouth, right? So you could have one cup of coffee a day, but if you're constantly sipping on it throughout the day, you keep drying out your mouth, that acidity kind of roughens the surface of your teeth and you accumulate more staining, right? So people that want to whiten their teeth, this is a very great tip. So try to drink coffee through a straw or rinse your mouth after sipping coffee so that way with water, so that way it's not acidic and that acidity can't ruin the enamel um, when you drink coffee. Cool. So that's, Good to know. that's tip number one. You guys can pay me for that tip later. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so tip number two, another thing that we see a lot is people doing whitening with stuff that's home remedies, charcoal and baking soda and all of that. You know, um, they do work sometimes, but what I want people to know is that your enamel is very, very fragile and it's not um, what you can scrub down with these really harsh and rough um, substances like charcoal or or even baking soda. So, um, you know, the whitening strips that you can buy over the counter and pharmacy, those are very effective, but they would tend to take longer to work than if you went to, to a dentist and got prescription whitening paste. So my recommendation is to avoid or stay away from um from the baking soda and charcoal one of the things that does help is apparently eating bananas or banana peel that helps mm. want to try that uh, i haven't personally tried that but the whitening paste that you get from a dentist are very effective you can even do the take-home one take-home trays that they give you because the take-home whitening trays have a long longer lasting effect than the in-office one-hour procedure. So keep that in mind. Very cool. Bananas, huh? Uh-huh. Who knew bananas? Bananas can do work, yeah. So that would be my tip number two. Uh, tip number three. So let's talk about the mercury in the silver fillings, right? So um, People started talking about how the, sil the silver fillings have mercury, and mercury is toxic for humans, as you know. And, um, and that kind of freaked everyone out, that mercury in our bodies is going to be toxic, and these fillings are going to be an issue. And this so is really only done with, like, 20th century born people, right? Like, they don't do this stuff anymore. They really no. shipped it out. Honestly, most um, offices, including ours, are amalgam or silver restoration free. So we don't do amalgams anymore. Amalgams were a superior um, filling material comparing to the tooth colored ones because they work really well in wet environment. And you know, the mouth is always soaking wet. So um, the composite has to be very dry for it to work properly and function and last a long time. It has to be really isolated. But the amalgam, it had no issue. So a lot of old dentists really love the silver fillings and they worship them. But um, there's research coming out that actually these silver fillings could cause some health issues. There's concern. I know there's concern that they're doing research on 
about Alzheimer's with um, the mercury in in, uh, in uh, amalgam. Now, none of this has been proven. The ADA has released a statement saying that the American Dental Association has released um, a statement saying that it it's okay or it's there's no issues, health concerns with it yet. But a lot of dentists are kind of avoiding doing amalgam restorations. My judgment and my call on this is to be rather than be safe than sorry. Um, I don't think we know enough of what the effects of mercury are in our bodies and that's sitting there in our mouth for 10, 20 years. So why not do just be on the safe side, do a filling um, uh, with composite. It looks better and if your dentist does a good job, it could potentially last a long time as well. Well, thank you so much for your time and coming on air and teaching people. Of course, thank you for having me. It was it was always great to to talk about this stuff and, and I hope that your listeners can take something away. Um, and if they have any questions, they can find me on Instagram at Dr. Sean Barami um, or they can find me on uh, the, our website, supertooth.com. I know that name is a little cheesy, but <laughs> you. Awesome. Thank you. You got it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone gained a lot of new information out of this episode. Please subscribe and review the show. It means the world. I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode.